Also, if you're new with us, let me introduce Beecher Island to you. Uh, Beecher Island is uh, an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. I say it every Sunday because I truly believe that. We have no hierarchy except for God. We go by His truth. All of our preaching and teaching is done from His Word and not by man's interpretation, not by man's uh, uh, recommendations, but by His truth. And we try to stay in it. Along with that, though, I, I call on you guys to keep me right. If I stray from the truth, I, my expectation is you come and tell me that, hey, let's talk about this, and we get it right. We get it right, and we, and we try to stay in His truth always. So that's us here at Beecher Island. Uh, uh, we are excited that each one of you are here this morning. What a blessing it is to gather in His name, sing praises to Him, and if, and if through that all the singing, but especially the last song, if you didn't have a smile on your face while you were singing, I'm going to invite them to come back up and we're going to sing some more because <laughs> it was good. It, uh, it, we're, we're praising and glorifying our God and what there's no better thing that we can even imagine or think of to do besides that. So this morning, uh, uh, we had to take last Sunday off because we had a little heater issue. Just so you know, when it gets cold, we struggle on getting gas to our heaters and so it was a little chilly in here, or maybe a lot chilly, but uh, so we had to counsel. We thank you for understanding, but this morning, we're going to jump back into James. Two weeks ago, we started into our study of James, and I'm ex- I, I said it two weeks ago that I'm super excited about James because it's one of my favorite books. It's one of my favorite epistles to dig into, and, and a lot of people wrote it off that it didn't fit in the Bible, that, that, that his foundation is wrong, and it's just not true. There is so much to grab from James that, that ties into the rest of the Bible, and it, there's a foundation that is the same throughout. And it is good to read and good to study. Two weeks ago, we talked about finding joy in our trials. Not always easy. Not always easy finding joy in our trials, but, but we talked through that. And it's coming to that peace that God gives us through our trials so that we can have joy. But He gives us so much more as we continue on this morning. And so we're going to read a little part, the first part here of James chapter 1, starting in verse 2 and following. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Verse 5, if any, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. Wow. Wow is what I say. We're going to focus really in on verse 5, five, to, 5 to 8. And in that, we, we, again, we talked about the joy, but he's saying, listen, if you're in a trial and you're lacking anything, especially wisdom, make sure you ask. 
Make sure you come to me and ask. You jump over to 1 John 5.14. 1 John 5.14 gives us a little more insight into that. 1 John 5.14. It says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of Him. Our problem is, most of the time, we don't ask. He says, here, I have this for you. I have this wisdom for you to to battle through your trials. I asked last week, how many of us have trials? And the first time I asked, there wasn't many. But the second time I asked, there was more. And we got to hear from Tanner who, who came up and said, hey, people, I've got a trial going on and I'm, I'm still glorifying God because maybe I've lost a little vision for a temporary time, but I can still see because God has given me sight. Amen, amen. But in that, are we asking? Are we coming to Him to ask? Because He says, if any of you lacks wisdom... He should ask God who gives generously, generously to all without finding fault. He doesn't give just a little. He he doesn't just tear off a little piece and say, here you go. He gives generously, it says. We're going to come back to that. But he says, if you lack wisdom, If you lack wisdom, ask for it. What's this wisdom, though, that he's talking about? What's this wisdom that that we're supposed to be asking for that will help us through this? Is it knowledge? I don't think so. What is it? Jump over to to, to James chapter 3 with me. James chapter 3. And we're going to start in verse 17. Really, we're just going to be in verse 17. It says, but the wisdom, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. That's the wisdom from God that He says you need to pray for. That's the wisdom that we can have. But how's all that breakdown? Pure. It's pure. I asked my family last week, hey, what do we have on this earth that you think is pure? And one said gold. It's it's close, but it's not pure. It's not pure. Another person in my family, I'm not going to point them out because they'll get mad at me. But in that, they... One said snow falling on top of snow. Fresh snow just falling. No wind, just snow just falling. Especially like in the evening, you know, night and the lights are, it's falling. So peaceful. But it's not pure. No, it collected all those particulates as it fell through the earth and picked up all the pollution and the dust particles and everything else. And it's not pure. But God's wisdom is pure. 
I don't think we can fathom that, but it is. It's pure. It's perfect. His wisdom for us is perfect. Then peace-loving. Peace-loving. There was a story that um, there was this bridge over water. It was a pretty high bridge. Really narrow bridge. And there were two goats that were walking from one end to the other. You know, coming at each other. And they meet in the middle. And it's way up there. And it's really narrow. And the goats knew that they couldn't fight. They'd knock each other off and both die. They couldn't pass each other. It was too narrow. So one of the goats decided to lay down and let the other one walk on top of him so that he could get to the side that he needed to and the one that laid down could get to the side that he needed to. The moral of the story is that we need to be content when our person is walked on. When our flesh is walked on, because listen to me, they're not walking on our conscience or our spirit, they're walking on our flesh. And sometimes we got to lay ourselves down to be tromped on. But know in that, that it's not your conscience or your spirit that's getting trotted on. It's your flesh. It's your flesh. It says, consider it. You consider other people in their trials when you're going through your trials. Do you understand that, that everybody is battling? Everybody is battling something. Right? A lot of people talk about the duck on the top of the water, right? The duck looks so peaceful on top of the water, but his little feet are just going bad underneath, right? We can be that same way. We can put on our smile and good, but we could be battling something major inside. So are we considerate of others when we're going through our own battles? Are we considerate of what they may be facing and what they may be seeing and what's, what's happening underneath the water for others? It's submissive. It's willing to yield. Willing to yield when... <laughs> Did you, have you ever known that person who will, who will just argue... Argue because they want to be right. They know they're wrong, but they argue until you just give up. They're not right. Is that us? When we understand that we're wrong in truth, do we yield? Do we yield to whatever we may be facing in our trial? Do we yield to them? Full of mercy and good fruit. God's mercy is amazing. Can't even fathom how big His mercy is. But He says that the wisdom in which He gives us, it has mercy in it. Mercy in it for, for others. Mercy in it for ourselves. And good fruit. In our trials, when we have joy, we produce good fruit. 
I know how I can be in my trials sometimes when I'm all about my flesh, when I'm all about what's happening to me. And I'll just tell you, it's not good fruit that, that comes from that. Because poor me, right? Poor me, poor me. But you know what? When we are full of mercy for the things that are going on in our trials, we can have good fruit. Impartial and sincere. We have no favoritism. No favoritism in any of it. And sincere. Do you mean it when you say something? Are you genuine? Are we truly sincere when we speak words to those around us in our trials? You see, that's... That's pretty amazing what God gives us. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. I hope that you have that highlighted. And if you don't have it highlighted in your Bible, highlight it now. Pick up your Bible later, highlight it. Come back to that when you're in your trial and you're needing wisdom. And say, God, this is what I need. This is what I need. He says, if any of you, back to, back to James chapter 1, if any of you lacks wisdom... Now we know what wisdom is. He should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to Him. I'll be asking for it. But, but, he, but he ties a little more into this. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. It's believing that God will pour out to you what He says He will give you. You must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. Now, I will tell you that um, I struggle with the word expect when it comes to God. And that's probably because It's been uh, used too much in the wrong way, I believe. And the prosperity gospel, it says expect, and it, it even goes to the extremes of demand. I, I'm going to encourage you never to demand from God, because I remember when I was a kid, and I ever demanded from my dad, once I picked myself back up, I, I, I asked. Ask of God is what he says. He doesn't say demand from me. He says ask. And I think expect has gotten a bad name. But in all honesty, that's what he's saying. He's saying, believe that I will give you what you're asking for as long as you're asking in my will. And his will says, I'll give you wisdom. I'll give you all the wisdom that you need for your trial that you're facing. I will give you what you need to journey through it. Be an overcomer. I'll give you everything you need. Just come and ask. But he says, if you ask, you better believe. And if we're believing, then we should be expecting. So church, I'm going to ask you a question. And it's interaction here, okay? I didn't warn you last time. I'm warning you this time. There's some interaction that's going to take place here.
When you ask God for wisdom, do you believe that you'll get it? Amen? Church, when you believe and you ask God to give you wisdom, do you believe that He will give it to you? Amen? Amen, right? Amen. You have to believe, he says, believe that you will receive it to battle through. But to come, first, number one, come to him and ask. Come and ask for it. He wants to know that you trust him and believe in him to give you what you need to journey through your trial. I'm going to back up just a little bit. Because if we don't believe that Jesus is a Christ, number one, we don't even come and ask. So this morning, I encourage you. I, I, I encourage you that if you have not made the choice to believe that Jesus is a Christ, today's the day to do that. Today's the day to do that so that in Him, you can have life. And in Him, you can have all the things that He says in His Word that He will give you to journey through this life. I'm going to invite the praise team to come on back up. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. I don't know what trials you're going through, but my guess is there's every one of us in this room is going through some sort of a trial. It may be really, really small. And you may be thinking, well, my trial's nothing compared to. Well, number one, don't compare to nothing because it's your trial. It's your trial that you're going through. And God will give you everything that you need in your trial. Some of you may be facing big trials. Serious stuff going on in your life. And maybe in that you haven't given or yielded to God in that trial. I want to encourage you this morning to yield to Him. To come to Him and ask for everything that you need in your trial to be an overcomer. He wants to pull you through it. He wants to grab you by the hand and, and guide you through it. But He says, come to me and ask first. And I'm right here. I'm right here. Bigger than you can ever imagine to give you what you need to be an overcomer in your trial. So this morning, yield to Him. Give, give it up to Him and say, God, I need your wisdom. And I believe that you'll give it to me. And when you walk out these doors, you'll have that wisdom pouring into you. We're going to stand and sing here in just a minute, and I just want to encourage you that, that if you need prayer, if you just want to pray where you're at, you don't have to sing, it's okay. You can pray in that time for that wisdom to be poured into you. If you want me to pray with you, I would love to pray with you. You're more than welcome to come forward, and I'll pray with you. And, and, and if there's pride stopping you from walking out of your seat, don't let the pride get in your way. Tanner told me last week, I went to him and said, Tanner, thank you for coming forward. And he said, man, if I didn't come forward, I was going to explode. But he also said, once I got up there, man, I was, I was quite worried. <laughs> Not worried, concerned, whatever you said. 
didn't like it, but he came and he, and he told you guys about his trial. What I'm trying to say is don't let pride get in your way. If you need prayers, come forward and let me pray with you. I would love to. I'd love to lift you up in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for all that you do. We thank you that we have your word and we thank you that your word tells us that you will give us the wisdom in which we need to battle through our trials. And when we have your wisdom and when we're, when we're battling with you, we can have joy in our trial and we know that the world doesn't understand that and the world will mock us if we truly have joy in us. It's not about happiness, but it's about your joy that this world will never understand. God, we want to understand that. We want to stand in it. We want to be in that joy inside of us in our trials, whether big or small. God, I thank you that you give us that promise that you will give us the wisdom to journey through our trials. We thank you, thank you for that. And Lord, I just pray that if there's anybody here this morning that has not come to you, that they do that. That they just pour out to you and open up their heart and say, you, Jesus, are my Lord and Savior. You, Jesus, are my everything. And I want to give you my life. Jesus, we thank you that you've given us that opportunity. It's in your name I pray. Amen.